coach. Let's find out if you're ready for love. Here's your marvelous host, Nikki Lee. Hello, and welcome to Ready for Love Radio. This is your host and love coach, Nikki Lee. I am talking to an author today that, you know, I'm looking at where she has traveled, and I'm like, gracious sakes, I do not get out enough. (laughs) That's all there is to it. But now today, she's not too far from me. Actually, she's just, just just to the west of me in Nashville. So Kelly, it's awesome to have you with me today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. This is going to be fun. It is. It is. You know what? I figure if you and I are having fun, the listeners are having fun. So I just I I like to just have a good time having a conversation, sharing some good information and letting the listeners just kind of listen in and and hopefully learn something helpful and I like empowering people. And sharing good information. And you know what? I get to do that once a week. It is so cool. This is just a great thing to get to do. <laughs> so, you know what? We're going we're gonna to talk about your experiences, and we're going to talk about your book. So let me, let me tell them a little bit about you. C.K. Collins, also known as Kelly, was an award-winning publisher and owner of a hyper-local news publishing company in the Nashville, Tennessee area. She sold her company and retired from the industry in 2021. Congratulations, by the way. Believing that travel feeds the soul and grows the heart and mind, she embarked on a two-year travel sabbatical, boy, am I jealous, which has included trips to Utah, Grand Canyon in Arizona, Buenos Aires, Patagonia, Portugal, Spain, Italy, and a 30-day sailing rally from Los Angeles to La Paz, Mexico. You know what? That was rough saying all that. (laughs) She she hiked the 500-mile Camino del Santiago in France and Spain, hiked a portion of the Appalachian Trail, that one I know, in New Hampshire, in 2019 and hiked her second Camino or spiritual hike in 2022 in Portugal. She grew up in Nashville, Tennessee and is currently residing in Middletown, Rhode Island while writing her first book in a four-part series, The Swipe Right Effect. She raised her three girls while moving around the country for work. She lived in Mississippi, Alabama, Ohio, Florida, Illinois, Texas, and moved back to Tennessee in 2001. She's very proud of her three grown daughters and their partners and travels to spend time with them as often as possible. Actually, she's visiting one of them right now, I have a feeling. So, you know what? I just, I'm almost exhausted just reading all of that. But you know what? I traveling, traveling is just, I love to travel. I don't get to travel enough, but I love to travel. I really, really do. Now, you know, I... Being an author myself, and I've written a lot of books, coming up with a title for a book, I, I, either, I either struggle to come up with a title or I have one immediately when I start writing, or sometimes I have a title in my head and then I come up with what I want to put, I mean what I want to write to go with the title. It, it's, it's this funky little thing that, that I go through with titles. <laughs> now, okay. 
the the swipe right effect. What? Why that title? I mean, that's that's an unusual that's an unusual title. Because when when you first <laughs> hear swipe right, you think dating apps. Because that's become what you know swipe right is. Why mm-hmm. that title? Well, you got to admit it's a little bit unusual. So why, it is why unusual. That? Yeah. Well, because, like you said, in a dating app, when you swipe right, um, you're choosing someone. And yes, I I'm suggesting that you swipe right for yourself, and that you choose that's yourself. What I want. And that's what I the want. effect. Uh, yeah, and then there's an effect to having done that. The effect is you're more dateable yourself, you're a happier person, and you're going to attract happy. Happy attracts happy. And, and you're, you're just going to be more aware of what you want and need. And when, you're, when you become what you want and need and you're putting that out into the world, that's what's going to show up for you. But if you're putting out, I'm still angry from my divorce or I'm sad, um, that I was treated like that or, you know, and you're putting out angry and sad, you're going to attract angry and sad. So if you swipe right for yourself first, then you have the effect of a, a more empowered life. And you really get unstuck first and then go on and live some, have that fun and be happy and be joyful and share that with the world. Awesome. I completely agree. Well, okay, I was thinking, choose. okay, swipe right, you're choosing something. So I, I was thinking it was you're, you're choosing something for your, your, you're choosing yourself. So, okay, I was on the right track. Awesome. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I saw the unstuck part. Okay. All right. So I was on the right track. I like that. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, there's, there's so many people I've seen over the years that they do they they have this, they get stuck in that negativity or they put out negativity or they they do the whole you know first date and they spend like the first date or the second date and and it's it's the complaining about the ex and everybody right. they see they complain about this and they I try to you know you try to say and tell them you know you you gotta you know you you got to let it go. You know, if you keep yeah. putting it out there, that's what you're going to get back. You know, I mean, it's right. it's a fact. You know, you you get what you put out there. You really do. Yeah. You attract what you put out there. And even, I, I I know it's hard if if you're having a bad day and you're feeling bad. I know it's hard to be positive. But it's really going to make a difference. I'm not being Pollyanna. I'm really not. But <laughs> even even when you're having a rough time, if you can get yourself to think something positive, it's going to help you. It Even if it just helps a little, it helps. You know, it makes a difference. But, right. Exactly. Yeah, wow. yeah. And I think that if someone... Um, is feeling stuck, what I was trying to do was provide kind of a roadmap. There's 12 chapters, and right. every chapter is has an empowerment practice. So, I love that. I just, 
I just yeah, thought it that. And it's, yeah, and so, but really each chapter is its own story. So it's, a, it's my story of where I was at that time in my life and a piece of advice that someone gave me. And then I interview the person who gave me the advice. And you hear their story, too, of how they learned it. And sometimes we even talk about what did they see in me that particular moment that made them share that advice with me, you know, what was going on in my life. And then the empowerment practice is built around that piece of advice. And so it's what I was trying to do is provide a toolkit of practical right. things you can do, visionary things that you can do to get unstuck. Okay. So they shared advice with you for a reason, and you get their story, basically the story behind the advice that they gave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, powerful okay. stuff because it's all these people's stories. It's ten, ten other women plus me. And, and right. the, it's from all walks of life. I mean, one chapter is about saving your marriage, you know, staying in it and, and dedicating. There's a chapter about having a vision for your life. Don't just float down the river. Be purposeful. Get creative. Figure out what you want right. for yourself. And then self-love, you know. So it's, it's pretty, pretty practical stuff, but I tried to give it a little bit more of a creative bent to it and, and make it fun to walk out of that stuckness. It's an interesting idea because, you know, everybody when they're going through a situation has people offer advice. Mm -hmm. But that's an interesting concept to do something that productive with the advice (laughs) and not only to, to share the advice, but to share, basically sharing the people behind the advice, you know, and kind of how the advice came to be, so to speak. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think people learn through storytelling. I think it's the most comfortable way to learn is to hear a story, relate to it, and then absorb the lesson. I mean, that's how I learn, and I, I think a lot of other people do too. That's why... I mean, before there was even books, that's how history was passed down the line was storytelling. So it's just part of it's part of humanity. <laughs> but um, but these people were very generous in sharing their stories. They were they're beautiful people, and they really wanted to help make a difference in other people's lives. And I'm living walking proof of that. They you know they saved me from some really hard moments and helped me walk out of what was just complete depression and devastation after I had betrayal in my marriage. And it was, they, they walked me out of that dark place, you know, one at a time. And it was, they're just beautiful people. And I wanted to share their stories too. Right. You know, for, you were talking about helping people through storytelling. And for some reason, Sophia from golden girls popped into my head, but yeah. <laughs> they, basically, they basically made a TV show around that idea. But, uh, Mm-hmm. Um, a successful one. <laughs> yeah, very. <laughs> she was a great character. Yeah, picture this. Yeah, picture it. But um, so did did everybody that you approached about participating decide to to do it, or did you have anybody that didn't want to 
join in? Um, I only had one person who said she wasn't comfortable. Um, and she just felt like she didn't have anything to offer. And, um, and, and, but every, but the other ones did, you know, did say yes. And because I wanted them to be able to open, open up, be honest, I provided anonymity for them. So if you're a good friend of mine, you'll probably know who I'm talking about, but strangers aren't going to know who these people are. So everybody has, um, basically an avatar provided everybody with a nickname of a country music star um, just so <laughs> they had anonymity. And okay. each chapter when we're doing the interviews, you're, you're hearing from Dolly and Loretta and Shania and uh, other country <laughs> music star names. <laughs> so it's just kind of an homage to Nashville because that's where I'm from. And so we had to, yeah, we had to use something funny with Nashville, of course. But I love the Dolly <laughs> chapter. You you get a kick out of that one. <laughs> I was going to say, uh huh, Nashville. <laughs> so. Yeah, very Nashville. <laughs> oh, I like that. It's cute. <laughs> as soon as she says, this, "Yep, she's from Nashville." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nash Vegas is a friend of mine. Call it. Oh, yeah, funny. I have a I have a T-shirt that says Nash Vegas. I love that. A <laughs> uh, fr- friend of mine's gonna get a kick out of that. Just, just for you, Ray. <laughs> He's actually the program director of the station, so he'll he'll appreciate awesome. that. So, <laughs> what what sets the swipe right effect apart from other books? I really think it's the interviews. I think a lot of memoirs, um, the you know the people are just really sharing about themselves and what what made me want to do it this way was it's kind of it's like ten other people's little mini memoirs um, because you know they're sharing parts of their lives too. And I think when people are sharing their lives in this way, it's because they want to make a difference. They want, right. as my, my, my beautiful friend Kay, she says, when you've gone through something painful, you want something good to come out of it. She lost her daughter to cancer. You know, she wants something good to come out of it. She ended up writing a book about how to um, get through the loss of someone. It's called Cancer Stinks. <laughs> and right. it's... Uh, and and she, you know, she. In fact, she's rewriting, um, not rewriting it, but editing that book, and it's going to do a second release of it because it's it's just really important work that she did, and it's um, now she's looking at it from a perspective of, um, you know, a decade later, and so um, she's working on that again. But I, I I think that's when when something comes out of your pain, something good comes or purposeful comes out of your pain it it helps other people and and that's why the lev- the 11 of us sat and had these conversations because we've been there we've done that and we want to help other people get through it faster it took me 4 years to work through all of this pain and the anger and the unforgiveness and you know it was very difficult and it's cuz I, I really didn't have the internal toolkit 
to to deal right. with it. I was I I didn't see it coming. I never thought my husband would betray me. I I didn't know what to do. I was shocked. I was I was like traumatized. And so I want what I went through and what all these beautiful people taught me to to pay it forward. I I want and I think that's that's what makes it different is is that there's just so much heart behind the intent from all of us, all 11 of us, not just me. Um, so the collaboration was just was a really important part of it for me. Right. Yeah, I've got a, a memoir. I want to write like that. I just, I got to find time to do it because it's, mm-hmm. I've, I've got a condition that's very rare and I want to help people because it's it's the kind of thing that can completely hit you out of the blue and flip your world upside down. And I had, I mean, I, I woke up from emergency heart surgery and I had no idea how to talk to this. And I mean, the doctors, the doctors saved my life, but they have no idea how to prepare you for day-to-day life after that. I mean, they can, they can, wow. you know, save your life, but then how do you, how do you live? from day to day, you know, there's, there's nobody that can help you with that, you know, so I want to, you know, share my story and say, you know, let me at least forewarn you what's coming and give you some suggestions to at least get you through some of the hard stuff, you know, you know, what, what yeah. you do with it and how you move forward is, is up to you, but this is some of the things that I did that, that at least made it doable, you know, so. Right. Yeah, that would and, be awesome. And show you, do it. show you what can be overcome, you know. So hoping that can be encouraging mm-hmm. and helpful, you know. So I, I completely get that. But um, plus it's also very therapeutic to do that. So I get that in a whole lot of ways. So this, I I completely understand the getting other people's input and sharing other people's perspectives because I've done that in most all in at least half of my nonfiction books. I love getting other people to share their insights and like their perspectives and because I mean I, I have mine but I think getting other people who other people that agree and other people that disagree you know because it it gives the reader not just one viewpoint, but multiple viewpoints and mu- mm. multiple multiple ways to look at things. You know, so I love doing that kind of thing. Um, and like I said, the way you did this, I, I love the concept because it is very original. How did you come up with this concept? Well, it was while I was traveling um, in my, during my sabbatical, I was really trying to focus on the positive and deepen my gratitude practice. And so I was literally just kind of reflecting on specific time periods. And the pattern started to emerge that, wow, when Shania said this to me, it was a turning point. And she said this to me at this particular moment when I was at my weakest. And because she, she showed me a different way to see myself, not only was I able to keep going forward, 
but my self-esteem started recovering. So that's, you know, that's one instance. Um, my sister-in-law gave me this bracelet that said, I am enough. And I looked at that every single day and started saying it to myself. I am enough. I am enough. I would look in the mirror and say, you are enough. And so as I was basically giving thanks and, and showing gratitude um, for those times, I mean, I would even reach out to my friends and said, I was just thinking about that when you brought me that bracelet and how much it meant to me. And then you told me um, Faith's uh, story and I was able to carry that with me throughout my travels. I was able to carry that with me day to day. And, um, and so it just started forming that, you know, I, I wasn't sure I had ever asked them. I'm mean, sitting here giving thanks for what they gave me, but I never have asked them how did they learn that. And so right. it just it started um, – I mean, sometimes they – had already shared it with me. I knew that because Casey had gone through a divorce and she had also been betrayed, she was really able to speak into my grief. She was able to speak into, I know how this feels. And if you just, if you just trust me and you keep going and, and, uh, and there were some things about even like dating, like, you know, I love, I love chapter 11. It's called uh, believe them the first time. And it's, you know, when somebody tells you something about themselves, believe them the first time. And that was a great lesson that was passed on to me when I started dating, you know. So I could, um, somebody says, you know, well, my daughter thinks I'm a real jerk. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> maybe you are. <laughs> so, so, like, little things like that. So it was, it was just the, it was, I wanted to pay it forward. I, I, they saved me and they helped me get to a place of just, I am so happy now and I'm so grateful to be happy because I know what it felt like to be on the other side of that. And, you know, you just, you have to be brave. You have to put yourself out there, be vulnerable, be courageous because, you know, you're, what is that? There's a great saying I saw it on Instagram the other day, but it's like your, um, your best self, your best life, your future is right on the other side of that fear. And if you could just climb right. over that fear, then you're, you have a good life waiting on you. And that's what I want people who read my book to understand. I walked through all this. This is how I got through it, and I'm giving it to you. And, I, you know, you can do it too. You just have to choose. You have to choose to, do, to feel better. You have to choose to take that first step. There's so much power in that choice to move forward. Yeah. And... That's what yeah. these people gave me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we talk about that on here a lot. You know that 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 first step can be so difficult, but it's so worth it. You know, and I I've, I have so many guests on here. You know, so many guests that that are on the other side. You know, and and we've we've worked it. You know. We've we've lived with whatever it is, you know, whether it's it's shame for whatever, whether it's hurt, whether it's it's guilt, whether it's traumas of various kinds, whatever those situations are, you know, and and we did it and we lived with it for such a long time in some cases, you know, and and 
you know, may have put off doing what we needed to do. But the thing is, at some point, we we got to to the, to that point. You know, we got to the. I've had it. I just I've had it, and I deserve better. You know, and and we got to your swipe right point, and it's like, damn it, I've had it. You know, exactly, I, exactly. I just I want I more, <laughs> better. Yeah, you know, and, and you you've got to get to that point where you say, I've had enough, and I I'm just I'm whether it's I'm I'm tired of feeling bad. I'm tired of feeling the guilt. I'm tired of feeling the shame. I and we're going to talk about that next week. You know, I I um I just I'm I'm tired of doing things to make other people happy. That can be the issue sometimes. You know, I I'm tired of being let down by other people. Whatever the situation may be, you know, and you just say, you know, or or like you're saying, I choose me. I choose me, and I'm going to do what i got to do to make it happen. And I think you probably agree with me. It's not always easy, but it's worth it. It's worth what it takes to get to the other side of it. And you deserve it. And you're happy when you get there. What do you think? Yeah. I I think it's so doable. But I do remember, and I talk to people on a regular basis now, people that don't feel empowered, people who feel lost. And um, and I think the hardest part is to realize your power has never been taken away. You have always had the power. That external world has done things that have affected your life but you always have the power to choose. You have the power to choose to be happy or to be sad. You ha- and, and if you, you know, the most interesting thing about that power of choice is not choosing something is actually making a choice. You're cho- yes. If you're choosing not to do something, then you're choosing not to be happy. You're choosing not to move yes. forward. You're choosing not. So, so don't, don't fall into that trap thinking that someone has taken your power. You always have your right. power. That's right. You're making a choice one way or the other. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I I've said that too, and people disagree with me. But I see you. I didn't prompt her to say it. I did not. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love when guests say that. I said I had nothing to do with that. I did not, <laughs> but yeah, yep. I I remember one night I was on here and all of a sudden I went, hold on, just had an epiphany. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that hit me in the yeah. middle of recording a show one day. Hold on a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I love those epiphanies. <laughs> I I completely agree with you. It it's amazing. We'll be talking about something. I'm like, hold on a minute. And yeah, that that hit me in the middle of the show one night. I'm like, wait a second. That's that's right. We are making a choice, whether we do it or not. We're we're choosing one way or the other. But yeah, right. Always it. choose action. Yeah, choose action, even if it's just to go 
you know, I mean, do something simple to make yourself feel good. Walk into the bathroom, look in the mirror and say, I love you and you're doing the best you can. Keep going. Yeah. You know, if that, if it can be that simple of but taking some kind of action is, is important. That's action and self-love. <laughs> Well, the thing is, if if you're saying something to yourself, make it something positive. I mean, how how many people say something negative about themselves? If you're going to say something, say something positive to yourself. You know? Right. But yeah, yep. yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I was. Uh, I, I talk about reframing how we say things because there's there's so often that we say things and, and people don't realize that they well like how often how often do you hear people say a sentence and they say things with like multiple negative words okay now mm-hmm. they make I, okay I, I know a lot of people aren't like English you know majors or they don't they don't really focus on I mean look at okay look at social media I, I, I get it, but I can't think of a good example right now. I know you're not interested in not dating me, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, if you're saying that to somebody, you're actually telling them, I know you don't want to go out with me. Right. Now, you you may have thought you were saying something positive to the person, but you weren't. You were saying, I know you don't want to go out with me. Okay? Mm, now, in right. your head, you might have been saying, you want to go out with me, don't you? That's not what you just said. <laughs> you actually... <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, so so you're actually going to get negativity back from that person and the universe. But seriously. Right. Well, just having that positive. Yeah, the mindset. You're right. Yeah. 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 But, you know, pay, pay attention to how we say things. And... Just drop the knots, you know. Drop the don't and the not and the just don't use them at all, and you don't have to worry about it. I'm just it, it just those little things. We don't think about it, but if you don't use the the negative words at all, you don't have to worry about it, right? Right. But, yeah. I notice that you like a person who I I just. I love her videos. Oh, my goodness. And actually, one of my previous guests mentioned her, and I started watching her videos, and I got lost in them for, like, hours. Brene yeah. Brown. Oh, oh, my goodness. Oh, I love her. I, <laughs> I have to not start watching her videos because I just, wow. But fantastic stuff. Oh, my gracious. And I haven't watched her her Netflix lecture that you talked about, but I yeah, boy, I gotta find that. <laughs> so, 
But she does great stuff. Oh, gracious. But inspiring and just, I mean, she's just right on it with everything I've seen that she does. Oh, such inspiring stuff. Gracious. Unbelievable. (laughs) Um, So I also saw in my notes that um, this book is, is the first in the series. What's what's up with that? I do. I have. Well, I'm um, I'm about to launch the companion workbook to go with the swipe okay. right effect. Um, I've also started a podcast called the Swipe Right Effect. Um, okay. But the next the next book um, that's unrelated is called the Traveling Effect, um, and it is going to be about traveling my year and a half where I traveled solo. And um, I just, I, I find as I'm going around speaking about um, the swipe right effect, people are really drawn to the fact that I went out and traveled for a year by myself and, and that I did the Camino in 2018 for two months by myself. And there's so much curiosity around it. And women are frequently asking me, um, how did you get the guts up to do that how how did you decide to do that what what made you do that you know like they're just so curious but I also see this I could never do that I hear people saying that all the time and so I really want to write about what it's like how to prepare to do it and and just again pay it forward and just share what I've learned and and all of the positive um, effects that came out of that for me because to me the, uh, the effect word is is going to tie the series together and the next book is going to be called the Camino effect and that's going to be about how the effect that the Camino both of the Caminos had on me and what I learned and and what that experience is like and how you can actually have that same experience here in the United States it's set yourself up for success with it you know and um, there's nothing like going to Spain and doing it, but you can still uh, create, you and your friends together can still create the atmosphere that you experience on the Camino if you understand what it's like and you understand how to do that. It's just a very open atmosphere. It's a very welcoming atmosphere. And so, um, yeah, that was, that'll be the next two after the workbook. I'm almost, I was going to be doing Traveling Effect this year, um, it still will probably be done this year, but I had to get this workbook out because people were really asking for more. And um, right. that, yeah, people were just like, how do I, you know, and so I, did, I took the empowerment practices, I expanded them quite a bit, and I put them in workbook form so that you can kind of keep it all together and have a place to write it all out. So exciting. Right. I'm really excited to get it out there. Interesting. I <clears throat> Before... <clears throat> before I got sick, I used to travel quite a bit by myself, and I loved it, absolutely loved it. And uh always, you know, made sure I, I was safe and, and people knew where I was and that kind of thing. But um, I, I just, I loved it. And it's, it's just, I, I enjoy traveling with other people, limited numbers of other people, but there's just something about being on the open road and doing just, I don't know, I just, I love it. I absolutely love it. 
and I'll I'll be doing something and I, especially if like I'm I'm writing and I'm I'm just stuck, you know, and I I need to clear yeah. my head. I'll, I'll just I'll get in the car and just hit the road, you know, or I'll just I'll head out. I mean I can be in the mountains in like ten minutes, and I'll just I'll just get in the car and just go, <laughs> you know. And uh, yeah, I love a good road trip. There's no, it really really opens your mind to yeah. be by yourself in a car going down the road. I don't know what it is, but I love it too. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm one of these, I mean, I, the AC doesn't work in my car and I don't care, you know, cause I just, most times, you know, if I'm stuck in traffic, it's one thing, but that's not a really right. big issue here, you know? So. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so nice I where you are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, tra- traffic not really a big concern here most days, but um, so you know, <laughs> put put down the windows and just hit the road and just go, you know. And uh, I, I always say when I get my hair cut, I'm just make it short, <laughs> you know. So so when I get in the car and put the windows down, I can you know just kind of run my fingers through it when I get one going. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, love I just love the wind blowing through the hair and just let me go. But um, yeah, I love it. But yeah, that's that's amazing what that does for the creativity. Definitely gets the, the creative juices flowing. But that's um, that definitely helps immensely. But I've I've had some of the best experiences when I'm traveling and just. Whether I'm on the road, at the beach, you know, whatever, and just awesome, just awesome. But see, now yeah. when when I'm traveling, I'm I'm usually in the vicinity of lighthouses. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I love lighthouses. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Have have seen many, 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 many. So I'm usually near the coast. <laughs> so. Yeah, good for you. That's oh, awesome. There is something about oh, the ocean that's so healing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and of course, I've I've also got all of my. I, I keep locating new um, YouTube channels with uh, ocean sounds and all that. You know, so mm-hmm. got got my favorite ones. Too. So I can I can sleep with the ocean sounds in the background, you know. So I can I can feel like I'm in the beach even if I'm not. <laughs> so. Very cool. Oh, that's so bad. But so tell us about the empowerment practices. I I spotted that. I pulled up your um, the table of contents for the book on uh, Amazon before we oh, got cool. on here. Notice that you yeah. have those. I like I like that you do that. I like to do like review questions and that kind of thing on my books. So I, I like that you did that. So tell us about, I see that, that one of them you've got create a vision board, one you've got a resume of your life. I, I actually, in one of my books, I did um, an exercise where you create a timeline based on like five year intervals of your life. And I actually, I keep that up now. Once I, I did that, any any exercise that I put in a book, I do to make sure that, you know, it's it's effective. Um, right, and I, I really had a good time doing that, and um, it's it's interesting the things that it, it brought back for me as I was doing that, and um, mm-hmm. I've had a lot of fun with that. But so, what's tell us about the creative vision board and what's the resume of your life? 
Well, I, I'm actually in the workbook, I changed the name of that. Um, it's called a life purpose resume now. <laughs> but it's, oh, no. um, it's basically, you know, I mean, we all know what a resume looks like on for work. Mm-hmm. And you, you list the position that you had, and then you have bullet points saying what you did or what you accomplished and what, what were your successes. And so I suggest in the, with the life purpose resume that you look at all of the non-work things that you have accomplished in your life. Uh, for example, um, where you would have a job title like vice president of a bank, you instead have I, um, I raised three healthy, happy daughters who are fun to be with, you know, and under that you write how you did that. How did I raise those daughters? Well, I, um, I showed up to every soccer game. I, I worked in the youth group with them so that I could have extra time with them. I, I was at every piano recital. I, um, I taught them the art of letter writing that could communicate better when they were having a hard time. You know, different, just different things like that. And, and, at, and then, you know, another example, like I worked with nonprofits and then the bullets under there, you know, I, create, I helped them create a marketing plan to, to raise awareness about child abuse. I directly help them raise $50,000 for that specific fundraiser through sponsorships. You know, and you just, these are things that you, that you did because they made you feel good. You did them because what you start to realize, this was my life purpose. Raising these children awesome. was part of my life purpose. Um, helping raise money to help abused or children and their families that have been in an abusive situation, that was my life purpose at that time. And as I walked through this process for myself, I realized my life purpose is to share all of this information that I've learned through experience, that my experience could possibly be valuable to someone and I want to share it. I want to speak to women at events. I want to speak to people through podcasts and have my own podcast and bring other people in to, to share their wisdom. And it's just to, like this gathering of people and the stories that come from that, you know, the sharing and the love that comes from that. So that's my life purpose now. And I think when you're going through transition, whether that's divorce or empty nesterhood for the first time or sold your company, you're in a big job change, you got laid off, I think it's really important to go back and look at all the different things you've accomplished in your life. Nothing to do with raising a dollar. You know, nothing to do with your livelihood, but everything to do with your heart. And that's that's what that is. (laughs) I'm guessing that when you make that, you don't put... And my spouse didn't help. Right. No, you stick with the positive. You stick with the positive. <laughs> Just a thought. Just a thought. Okay. 
I, I was thinking that you, you want to keep it positive. You, you want to not put yes, in the negative. All the double positive you want, but no double negative. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> well, see, now the table of contents, now that I've talked to you, the, the table of contents makes a lot more sense. All right. Because I was looking go. at it, and I didn't, I didn't totally understand it, but I've got it now. All right. So, so you've got the, cha- the chapter heading, and then you've got like, okay, like chapter two is you are enough, and then you've got the good times and breaking my silence, and then you've got the, the interview with Faith, and then the empower. I've got it. Okay. Now I understand the table of contents. See? All right. Yeah. See, makes There's a lot going on so in each chapter. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that makes a lot more sense now. Interesting. All right. So, so all this travel, how did you prepare for these, these trips? Because especially if you went by yourself. Because I know, you, you know, going by yourself, it, it takes, especially being a, being a woman, and I'm, I am not belittling women. I'm just saying that, you know, I, I think that, that if you're a female traveling by yourself, you really got to make sure you've got the whole safety thing planned, you know, because... I just think you should. So how how did you travel for, I mean, how did you prepare for all this travel? Well, I I, I did do a lot of research on how to be safe. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. I had, uh, when the first time I really did the solo travel, I went on the Camino de Santiago. So it's a path that, you know, 250,000 people a year hike it. So it's very well documented on the hostels to stay at or not stay at. I mean, if you did your research, then you've got the right information going into it. But I was also lucky enough that one of my best friends, uh, Bill, had been on two Caminos before I went on mine. He had a great packing list, um, and I had four months, you know, about four months from the time I decided until I left. So I had plenty of time to physically train uh, with a backpack on because hiking, which I'd done a lot of, and hiking with a 20-pound backpack on are two totally different things. And so it is something that you have to train for. And, um, I mean, I've been running half marathons for for a long time when I I think for like eight or nine years, I guess. And then – um, but I had to stop running and start training with a backpack. So, um, but I, I had a list of, you know, the different types of clothes I wanted to try. I, I did invest in good hiking clothes, you know, sweat wicking and um, pants where you can zip off the bottom, turn into shorts, you know, so, so that the more flexible your clothes were and the better layers they could provide, the less that you had to carry with you, you know. So, and hmm. I think that just, that because I had that experience, it really prepared me to travel light. Um, three years later, when I uh, decided to do the year travel sabbatical, I mean, I I learned to have, you know, maybe a small suitcase of clothes for dressing up and going out or whatever, but very small bag for that, and then my hiking clothes. And everything else, just had I had to do without, or I'd buy it if buy it if I needed it. But you just learn to 
to travel light, and I think that that's really hard for women sometimes. If you're going to be doing your hair and you've got a two-pound bag of makeup that is required before you can walk out the door, you got to kind of learn to let that stuff go. <laughs> so oh, it's yeah, like, definitely. You know, yeah. Yeah, you just have to be a lot more relaxed about everything. And, you know, I would I would buy the plane ticket, and I might book a place for the first night I'm there. But I tried to not restrict my travel. I tried to um, be open and aware um, to what the universe was providing me, you know, the opportunity that if you go and plan everything, then you're going to miss out on the spontaneity. You're going to miss out on, you know, the openness to what could happen. You might end up having a conversation with someone uh, like I, I was having conversation with somebody in Lisbon um, and turned out the woman that they had been talking to on the other side of their table was from Ireland. They introduced us because we were both solo travelers and we ended up having dinner together and she lives in Brooklyn down the street from my daughter. So I visit her now <laughs> when I when I go see my daughter and I go dog sit, you know, and um, I wouldn't have met her had I not been open, you know, to talking to people. And so I think that, I think just really if you're open, other people are curious about who you are and why you're sitting at a table by yourself. <laughs> and so I just mm-hmm. love that. I love to talk to people. So, um, But I think, you know, the, the preparation that I learned really goes back to 2018 and, how to not need to have every moment of my life planned because I was a huge planner. I didn't want to go on vacation without a plan. And the Camino taught me that the best moments come from the unexpected. And to, you have every moment planned, you're never going to experience that. So, um, I, I always used to have a loose plan, but mm-hmm. very open to spontaneity. And uh, yeah, especially when I'm by myself. Yeah, that's the way just, to go. Uh, you know, and and very open to saying hello to people and and you know starting conversations and just you know see see what I can find you know and and I love I love finding like roads that look interesting. <laughs> you know, so yeah, and I always make sure cool. that I was near near an empty empty tank of gas. I always wanted to make sure I had plenty of gas. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well that's very smart. <laughs> very, very smart. Yeah, I, you know, always looking for interesting roads and uh see see where I and always always had a map with me. Always. But because um, I always get lost where there is no self signal. So <laughs> you know, Yeah. So. Well, you're right. That's how it happens. And the best thing you can do at that point is backtrack. <laughs> yep. If you don't know yep. where you're going and you don't have a map, you better just go back. It's pretty funny. I have, I have backtracked many times in my life. <laughs> so, and obviously, I have never gotten completely lost. <laughs> so, nope. You're still here. It's, it's, been, it's been touch and go a few times. <laughs> but... <laughs> Oh wow! But you know, you meet interesting people when you get lost. <laughs> so that's true. Oh wow! But yeah, wow. 
I don't know. But you find some gorgeous spots when you get lost sometimes, too. Oh, for but sure. Um, yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, I, I had a, uh, I, I grew up with a grandfather that loved to find off-the-beaten-track spots and, and, you know, go exploring on the weekends. And uh, it's like, hey, that looks interesting, you know, so, you know. So I get it honestly. That's all I can tell you. I get it honestly. Yeah. So how can people find out more about you? Um, I do have a website. My website is cckollins.co.co. And um, there's information there. You can find my my book is on there or links to my book on Amazon. And... um, my podcast, The Swipe Right Effect, is on uh, all of the podcast stations, Spotify and Apple and iHeartRadio. It's on all of those. And, um, and then and on the website, there's, there'll be information coming out June 1st on the workbook and um, some, some group sessions that we'll have where women uh, can work together to get through um, some of this pain. I'm really excited to roll that out too, but um, that will be happening um, in June. So, uh, but that's, yeah, my website's the best place. I'm, I'm on all the social medias under CK Collins author and uh, having, having conversation there too. So hopefully people will join the conversation. Awesome. Awesome. Sounds great. Well, like I said, I love the concept for the book. Very, I, I love unique ideas. I just, creativity just fascinates me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, and I will have a replay of the show along with information about uh, Kelly, links for the book <clears throat> and her website on my website at uh, lovecoachjourney.com slash swipe right effect so thank you so much for being here with me today and thank listeners, you i will be with you next time on ready for love radio